Bodies in the box. Richarlison! He attacks it! Spurs are level! Perisic on the hand for it. And nearly got it off Fodderingham. Udogi, tremendous. Hoy Pierre, crowds up. Spurs are up. Richarlison, Kulusevski with him. Kulusevski! Hello and welcome to Echoes of Glory. I'm ASD. I'm Rob. What a glorious time to be podcasting, mate. What a glorious time. The latest winning goal in Premier League history, beating our own latest winning goal in Premier League history against Leicester. And it just it, it just felt like it was coming. You were there. How, how was it? It was great. It was um, <clears throat> so nice to be at a game. Obviously, any of us that have watched Spurs the last 12 months or been at the games, we're all very used to going behind in games, uh, particularly, although this was in the second half yesterday, particularly in the first half. But yesterday, I don't know why on this, but they were playing, I, They firstly, they didn't deserve to go behind. They absolutely dominated the ball. They were brilliant, I thought, yesterday. But I, I didn't, I wasn't worried. I thought, they, I, I, to be honest, I thought they'd get a draw out of the game, even right into injury time. They just seemed to be so confident, head not down, it was great. And the atmosphere was really good. Like when they went behind, everyone was right behind the team, you know, and there was no real negativity, a little bit of frustration here and there, because in the first half, particularly, I thought they were quite wasteful in the final third. Like we should never have really been in that position. We should have been two or three up, I thought. So there was a bit of frustration about that. But basically, everyone was all in and it genuinely felt like there were 11 players on the pitch lads on the bench and 62,000 people in the stands all in it together. And it was it was really, really great to feel like you were part of something again. Um, and on top of that, who doesn't love a last minute winner? I mean, come on. Love it. Finish. What a finish from the man. He's run more than anyone else in the Premier League this season. And I think yeah. he kept that up yesterday. And then, I mean, he's really left footed, but that right foot finish was unbelievable. But I don't really know where to start. I mean, everyone's making a lot out of Richarlison, which obviously is great. He got his goal. I think it's he just needs a bit of a quiet period where we, we sort of don't notice him a little bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he is. Um, he looked, even when he came on yesterday, I thought, and, and for the first five minutes or so, his first touch wasn't brilliant and just thought, you know, you could clearly tell that the recent struggles were definitely continuing. But I think I said this a, a couple of weeks ago on the pod that, I am worried about him playing centre forward for Tottenham because he's not really been a centre forward before, and I think that not just because we're biased as fans, but we all think it's a, you know, it's an elite club and they need a proper centre forward no matter how they play. But what's great about him is even not notwithstanding my thoughts on that, he's it would be it would be a more concerning situation if he wasn't missing chances, not in the right places at the right time to miss chances. And because he's continuing to get in the right places, I think, you know, once his confidence comes back and he gets a couple of goals, as long as he continues that, he's probably going to be fine, you know, because he is a good player. 
I think it would be far more worrying if the crosses were going in and he was way out left or not in the box and it would just be like he doesn't get it. So I think he's a he's clearly a confidence boy, isn't he? He's got the right manager, if that's the case. I thought it was really brave of him to come out in the media and say what he said last week. Footballers never do that. Um, and huge props to him for coming out and, and saying that. I thought Postacoglu handled that situation. Uh, what he said in his press conference, I think, on Friday, was it? Was, yeah. I thought really bang on actually, and um, and then in in the post match yesterday, and you know like all strikers, he just needs goals. The thing that I've, I'm quite encouraged by is on um, on less successful but uh, but rival podcasts to this show, you got former professional strikers that are all saying you know he's going to be fine. You know he's just he's he's the what's worse is if you're not there to miss him. So um, you know good luck to him and. Um, and he was great. And and also Brennan Johnson yesterday when he came on did, did really, really well. I thought that offside, he was, it was really tight. It was tight, wasn't it? But he looked really lively, great first touch. But it'd been amazing if he got his goal. But it's going to be interesting once he beds in down that right-hand side. He's really different to Kuliseski in terms of pace, clearly, already. You can see that. And um, it's going to be an interesting dynamic because, you know, Kuliseski clearly doesn't deserve to not play. You know, but um, they haven't spent 40 million quid on Johnson for him to keep the bench warm, have they? So it's going to be interesting no. to see what they do there. It's such a shame we don't have more games, isn't it? Because yeah. when you, if you thought you had, because actually that, that front four is quite dynamic. Because if you've got Solomon and Johnson, then Madsen is going to stay more central. Whereas if you've got Kudasevsky, Madison and Solomon, or even Kudasevsky, Madsen and Son, those three are going to go all over the place. So it's two very, very different types of. Uh, I've sat up there, so yeah. I mean, obviously, I'm excited. I mean, the ball from from Basuma. Yeah. Nobody's talking about that ball, but pinpoint accuracy I'm really, nervous. really reminds me of um, Toby and Delhi. You know. Yeah. Right. That was lovely to see. Um, I just every time I see Basuma play, I just fall in love with him more. It's just everything that he does: his touch, his tackling, the way he shields the ball, his football intelligence is. I don't know. I, I'm falling in love with the man. I just it, it's so hard not to talk about all of them. Udogi like making that that play to intercept the ball yeah. in the 98th minute. Where does he get? Poro is just turning people inside out all over the place. It's just a lovely thing to see. Madsen's cheeky. Son is pulling everyone together. It just feels. I I do feel like it's better since Kane left because of it. Just feels like there's there's better leadership there. It's less. It, it's it's more together rather than you know we've got one player who's world class. And everyone well, else fits around him. What What's interesting is uh, my um, guy that I sit uh, behind was talking about this yesterday before the game, and uh, sorry, at half time. And like previously, if Kane had a bad game, sometimes Son would bail him out, or sometimes Son would have a quiet game, but Kane wouldn't have a bad game. But ultimately, other than a sort of three month window, the season before last, it really was down to the two of them. Yeah. Yesterday, I I didn't think Son had a particularly he, it wasn't one of his better games he didn't play badly by any means but he what he, he didn't i thought they did no. a number with him yesterday i thought you know they really they marked him out the game pretty well but other players stepped up madison also had a bit of a quiet game but kudoseski stepped up when the subs came on they stepped up perisic stepped up solomon actually had a really bright game but his finishing was awful and so they've got two or three or four players there now that all seem to want to take responsibility. And I think that, ebbs, to your point about Basuma, just ebbs its way through the whole team. The midfield last year was definitely guilty of 
going missing in games, hiding in games, and also, of course, getting overrun because there's only two of them in lots of games. Yesterday, everybody wanted the ball. They were all moving, give me the ball, hands out for the ball, you know, making great little runs, free up space. But everybody clearly, it was, they wanted to, uh, the Tottenham wanted to own that ball. It was theirs and they wanted to own it. And that's how Tottenham should play the game. That's how, that's how, it's what they've been famous for, for 50 years, 60 years. And it's how they should play the game. And they're definitely, definitely doing that at the moment. And, you know, long may it continue. It was, it, it was great, you know, so long as they're winning, obviously. Well, this is what I was going to bring up is it should, how, when we were one nil down, what was your, and it was looking like we were going to lose. What was your yeah. thought process? Was it, oh, you know, this was going to happen or was it frustration? Because I think we should now be feeling frustration. You know, now we should be disappointed when we're losing. I think we've we've let ourselves, and I think Harry Kane was right when he said it. We've got into the place now where we, we accept not winning and not winning well. Whereas mm. actually now we should be frustrated with not being ahead of the, in this type of game. What do you think? I did enjoy him saying that two days before they drew 2-2 Munich. That was, you know, great, wasn't it? But anyway, <laughs> um, I I think that um, as, you know, five minutes to go or whatever, whatever, whatever it was, it's interesting. I, I was not sitting there thinking, yeah, but, you know, it's been fun to watch. I know a lot of people in the media and pundits and supporters and things are saying that, and I think I've alluded to it on here in the past. I kind of feel that, but I also, I only think that works, you know, you got to win, right, at mm-hmm. the end of the day. But if they'd have lost that game yesterday, it wouldn't have been because of the way that they played. It would have been because ultimately they weren't clinical and they didn't take their chances. And so you hope that they would have learned the lesson from that and, you know, just be more clinical. And they've got so many games, they've got so few games to be able to kind of get it right. You, you just feel like for this season, they're just going to get better and better and better and better. So Arsenal play again before they play us, for example. Yeah. And then after we play Arsenal, I think we play Liverpool. That's correct. Right? And Liverpool between now and then play four games before they play us. So we're the fourth, maybe we're the fourth game. So um, I think that's right. So yeah. Arsenal have um, got PSV at home. Yeah. And then they play us, so they've got another, yeah. and they're, and they're going to have to, so they're going to have another game in their legs while we're while we're training all week. Yeah. Then Liverpool have got L A S K in the Europa League, then West Ham, then Leicester in the EFL Cup, then us. Yeah. So that so they they've got we're going to be their fourth game, you know, and their squad's not that big. So you have to think, I think, that this season. They're just going to get, you know, what they need is they need time with the coaching staff, the manager and training, 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 fitness, fitness, fitness. And I know you get a lot of fitness in games, but they're playing so differently. that You just think they're only going to get better. So it's so exciting, but they're obviously going to lose matches, big test next week, but they just got to learn the lessons from them because, you know, Sheffield United, and maybe we should talk about them very briefly yesterday. I I, I thought didn't play. I don't, I don't think they personally didn't think they played very well. They, oh. I thought their tactics in the game were, you know, would have been sorted out by a better ref. I think it was, I can't think of when I've seen a worse ref at a home game for a long, long time. His performance it was just shambolic. I thought yeah. it was so confusing. There was a moment where the um, spare ball came on the pitch and he, and he gave quite rightly then just gave a drop ball to Spurs because Spurs had possession 
Five minutes later, another second ball came on the pitch. We had possession again, but that time he gave the ball back yeah. to Sheffield United. It was just really confusing. Yeah. And I don't care what anyone says, and I know it's easy to get carried away with it all, but the tactics of their keeper, you know, he must have gone down with cramp four times, injured his wrists three times, um, was taking so long for goal kicks. And I know that they added on 12 minutes at the end. So they'd say, well, it didn't matter and it didn't mean anything. And fair enough, we scored in injury time, but it really affects the game. You know, it really does. It really, really affects the game. And they've got to sort that out. They've really got to sort that out. But teams are going to come to Tottenham now and try and frustrate them, I think, and play like that. And they're going to. And so one of the probably the best things for me about that result yesterday is that that's going to happen again. They're going to be nil-nil or one-nil down again when they yeah. haven't been able to break someone down. But they're going to really believe and they're never going to stop stop going, you know. So, I don't know. I'm, I could wax lyrical about them for hours. They were they were so good. Yeah, it's really good to see. And what, what is interesting is, I mean, the, the team is, if you go back to the start of last season, I can dig it up, but I haven't got it in front of me. The the amount of players who are playing then that are in this team, you've basically got Romero, Son and Kulisewski, Ev. Everyone else is different. I know Basuma was there, but he wasn't really playing. And you go, when was the last time we had a player we bought who came in and started performing as well as all of them have done? Vicario, Van der Ven, Udogi. I mean, Sar and Basuma aren't new signings, but, you know, Madison, Solomon, that's five. That's half the team are brand new signings, and they're all performing fantastically. I mean, for Madison to... to hit the floor running as well as he has is incredible because he is such a technical, difficult role that involves other people. Vicario is just there to stop shots that hit him. Udogi's got a, a far more binary job than Madsen. Madsen's performing unbelievable. I didn't expect him to be this good. I'm not going to lie. I expect him to be better, but he is what I wanted from Christian Eriksen as well because Eriksen was class, but he always lacked aggression and the cheekiness, whereas Madsen's got that in in, in spades. and I. He always looked happy. Ericsson never looked happy. You know, he always looked like there was something going on in his head. And I don't know. I just, there's a lot to love about this team right now. He's really cheeky, Madison. He's got that, you know, and so there was a bit, so three or four Sheffield United players throughout the second half yesterday kept going down with cramp. And <laughs> right at the end of the game, when we were 2-1 up, Madison fell down the middle of the park and pretended that he had cramp. You know, really funny. Um, I cannot wait to see him at the Emirates next week, winding up the crowd. I mean, he's definitely going to do that. I agree with you about Ericsson, but he's got one component in his game that I, I've i either forgotten that Ericsson had, because, you know, it's so many it years ago, or he just didn't have it, which is that Madison has all the creativity of... Uh, Ericsson in terms of his ability to pick passes and his engine he's everywhere particularly on the left um, but he's, he bursts past players Madison yep. and I was not expecting him to do that I did I I you know he, he, he drops his shoulder and he's and he's away and he he does drive through that mm. midfield in a his body shape is different but it's similar to what I remember Gascoigne doing in the sense that he has a little faint and then he just finds a like 20 yards of pace mm-hmm. um, and just burst past Pat. And I don't really remember Ericsson doing that too much. Um, and he's been such a great signing, And he, he clearly, you know, wants to be the guy, doesn't he? He wants to, he's clearly, you know, relishing the fact that he's a leader in that team and he's, uh, he's getting to be the man, so to speak. And, uh, and, and, you know, some people hide away from that and, and he isn't, you know, and he isn't. 
he's not at all. The, can I talk about, did you stay, how long did you stay for at the end? Oh, five minutes or so. Five, not too long. My kids were dancing to, I can't remember what it's called now. I sent you the video, but I couldn't get about this flipping stadium. So we, we were there five or ten minutes afterwards and then, oh, we, and then we headed off. So you saw them all holding hands and running. Yeah, you saw that. I find that a bit cringe. Like it's Sheffield. I know we've just I know, beaten I didn't them. like that. I didn't I like just, it. <laughs> it feels a bit small club. Yeah, you know? I, didn't, I didn't like that either. You know, you know, shake hands, job done, move on to the next one. You've got to be expecting to beat Sheffield United. That said, though, when the second goal went in, and there was a bit of this on the telly because they showed Bacario pegging it up from yeah. uh, my end. I sit, I sit at the other end facing the wall uh, of fans for the South Stand. And he pegged it straight up the other end. But as soon as when that goal went in, everybody was off the bench and running down, other yeah. than Postacoglu, to be honest, who called Romero, uh, who called Royo over and was pointing at him about, looked like he was talking to him about the back line or something. But everybody else was in that down by that corner flag. The bench was empty. So they're clearly, really, really together as a unit, all of them. And, um, and that was really lovely to to see but i do agree with you you know it's tottenham lads you know we're meant yeah, to yeah. Be, you know do that next week if we win next week please you know that's it that's exactly yeah. it yeah yeah uh, yeah it's all been good and we've all seen that video have you seen the video of the uh, if i only caught it on match of the day when they scored the fella who falls off the balcony and lands on the Tottenham Pride flag. Have you seen that? No, I'll send it. you the video. It literally just starts <laughs> rolling down the rainbow flag. It's, it's fantastic. Um, oh, it was great. And tell you what else, did you see that video of Valise and Brian Hill going crazy as well? Great to see. You know? That's what I mean. So, you know, Valise hasn't, he's been injured, hasn't he? Not yeah. pulled the shirt on yet. Hill's injured. They, were, they, they, they just look like they're really together. And when you think about, I mean, Postacoglu, he's the way he talks in the media. I mean, he's, he's, he's an exceptional communicator, isn't he? He really you know, is. In, in public, he's so gifted. Those of us, and I know you do and I do, those of us that have to speak in front of people from time to time, one of the hardest things that I always find is the ability to think on your feet about things. And not only is he capable of thinking on his feet, in lightning speeds, but to be so, um, um, you know, to, to, to be so tranquil in the things that he says and so calm in the things that he says, but yet be so clear and direct and prosaic in the things that he says, I think is a real gift. So he, he's, he's an incredible communicator, but it, I don't think he talks to the players that much. You know, he doesn't go in the dressing room at the changing uh, 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 cha the changing room at the training ground and I saw an interview with him before uh, as he was joining Spurs as he came out of Celtic and from a few of the other players and he said I think if you were to ask any of the players over the last two or three years how long I've spent with them each personally they probably would say less than one minute <laughs> so he's, he's clearly he's not that's not his way mm -hmm. you know he's 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 quite a he's, he's I think his greatest strength is the clarity about this is how it's going to be. This is what we're going to do. These are my standards. There are there is no ambiguity at all, and that's clearly his strongest trait as a leader, I think. But yet, despite that, there's been and he's dropped players. You know, Dyer was there yesterday, but they're all together. They're all together. They're all pulling for him, all playing for him. They believe in him, and it helps that they're winning. But I think if even if they'd have had a tough start it would have been the same, I think. Mm -hmm. And, 
you know, he just what an unbelievable job he's done in the first three or four months. Incredible. It's incredible. Well, this is yeah. what I was going to ask you is, I thought it'd be negative, but how do you how do you think this will end? Because um, if I have a look yeah. at his managerial career, right, what, what do you think? Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't briefed you on that yet. So he started off at South Melbourne, where he's a legend. I think he was in their team of the century, um, you know, because he used to play for him. Then he went to under-17s, promoted to under-20s. So that's all just promotion. Then he was at the Australia under-20s for seven years. Then he got a chance to take over a Panachaki, which I think is the Japanese team, and then he was there for a year. Then went to Wilsey Zebras, and he was there for. Then he went to Brisbane Raw. Then he went to Melbourne Victory. So these were all promotions. Then he went to Australia, and Australia, if I remember correctly, he resigned after they qualified for the 2018 World Cup. Now I don't really know why, but then he went to Yokohama for three years. Then you know got poached by Celtic, and now he's been poached by Tottenham. It hasn't really crashed, so I'm interested to see what where this goes do you know because i can see us having a peak in a year and a half you know having a real dramatic rise and then it'd be interesting to see how he sustains it because he has sustained it where he where he's been so what mm. what could go wrong or is it too early to well, and it, very, why are we talking about this it's very very early it's funny you say that though i mean we hadn't talked about this before coming on today but I have actually been thinking about this, like, because some leaders are builders and some leaders, you know, enjoy protecting the castle on top of the hill. And some people like building and protecting the top of the castle on the top of the hill equals Ferguson or Guardiola or whatever. And so far in his career, I think this might be slightly unfair, but I think he's basically been a builder. He's gone in and he's built he's built until they've hit the top in, in in all the leagues he's been at till the they've built the castle on the top of the hill and then he's left and he's gone and found another hill to climb but he's a he's a climber mm. and and he's clearly very very good at it but he's never been i mean he defended his championship at celtic but then he left yeah the, the, the question for him at tottenham is where do you go he's already managed his home nation so it doesn't feel like that's a last hurrah for him. So where do you go from Tottenham? You know, okay, you're going to go to a bigger Premier League team, but really, is he going to do that? I don't get the sense, unless it all goes pear shape for him. I don't get the sense that he's necessarily somebody that's going to do that. He's on a career journey and has talked about taking his family around the world and football paying that back to him and the experiences that they get and, and everything else. So I don't see him necessarily doing that. I think the the challenge will be, firstly, uh, they are absolutely wide open at the back. When they were going for the game yesterday, they were playing one at the back. <laughs> and so <laughs> it, at some point, they are going to they are going to lose two or three games on the spin. They just are. And how's he going to and obviously he's had that happen to him before. But how's he going to deal with that in a media world that is relentless about that? Um because I don't think even at Tottenham, when you're building, you can lose three or four games on the on the spin. So he's got he's got he's still under that pressure. But how's he going to react to that and deal with that firstly? And then secondly, say this season or next season they win a cup or two, right? Well, mostly probably next season. They've only got one more cup to play for. Mm. Um, and then then what? If he delivers the trophy at Tottenham, they've built a new team. He's had four transfer windows. 
So I see him as long as all goes well, doing maybe three seasons at Spurs. Yeah. But then, but then what? You know, uh, is he going to rebuild the team again? Do what Fergie used to do? Chop four out. I think he probably would do that. But is Tottenham the sort of club where you're going to do that? Are they going to allow him to do that? I've saw some stuff today that they've spent quite a lot of money in the last 18 months. Spurs. That's unsustainable. They're not going to continue to do that. No. So it's going to be interesting to see how he reacts to adversity and you know how um what what starts to happen when we're actually we're in the Champions League and he you know he's 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 stable in in that job. Is he going to do two or three years, four years, five years? It's going to be interesting. It will be interesting. I he's definitely earned his chance, hasn't he? He there's no two ways about it. He's come in like you say, fantastic communication, absolute clarity of vision. I'd love to be in his meetings with Levy because there can't be too much. Like you can imagine the ones with Mourinho or Conte, there was a lot left unsaid, a lot of smoke and whispers, a lot of games was here. It's just, it must just be very direct. This is what's happening. This is the way we're going to do it. These are the players we want. These are how we're going to use the players. Diet is not a part of the plans. Cool. Let's crack on. Mm. And the results are speaking for themselves. But looking at the fixture list, like I don't know when we're going to lose three in a row because it doesn't feel... Like we're going to allow ourselves that sort of behaviour. But if you have a look now, our away games now. So we've got Arsenal away, London. We're at home to Liverpool. We're away to Luton, which is sort of London. I mean, Luton Airport is technically counted as London, which it isn't. But then we're then we're um, at home to Fulham, away at Palace, another London away day, at home to Chelsea, and then then we're up to Birmingham, which again isn't that far. So everything is close. That just you can have a real control over the atmosphere. The players are all going to be together. I just, I don't see that happening for for a long time. I can't wait for the City game. I can't wait for this Arsenal game, you know. I'm going to be disappointed if we come away with no points. I'm expecting at least a draw, but I don't know why we can't go there and win. Arsenal aren't that great this season. They just scraped a draw against a very, very poor uh, Everton. I don't know. I, I believe... I believe I, I, I'm so the, the Arsenal games are always pretty close, aren't they? They're a bit nervy. They're always, um, <clears throat> I mean, the score lines aren't always particularly close, but traditionally they're, they're quite edgy games, you know, um, but this, they've never had a better chance in the last three, four years to go there and get a result. They're in great, great form. The game I'm really excited about as a kind of yardstick in terms of how they're doing is the Liverpool game though, because Liverpool are not quite at the races yet. They had a good result against Wolves yesterday. But, you know, they're just, I I, I think they're still kind of adapting and coming to terms with the losses of, of a few of the players and they're figuring it out. But they absolutely, when they're on their game, play the high press. They love playing against Spurs, don't they? And, you know, always seem to play well against us. So I think that's two styles that are relatively similar coming together and clashing. And I I think rather like the Newcastle Liverpool game recently was really good. I think I think that game could be a could potentially if we can hold our form over the next three weeks be an app be a really really great game. And you know I'm uh, I'm I'm really excited to see in three weeks time because I don't think you uh, there's I don't think you can really say that it's either been a successful start like but let's see how we are after ten games you know so we get through yeah. to the end of October and you know, uh, 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 there's been an awful lot of stuff said after four games in the media, I mean, 
And you just think that, you know, let's just calm down. We've got to play yeah. 10 games and then let's see how we're doing. And even then it's, it doesn't really, it's, it doesn't actually really mean anything, but you're right that, I mean, they don't travel further than Luton till the end of November today. I don't think. No, no. So they're, they're, they're only playing a game a week. So it's really exciting in terms of how they're going to bet in. Um, but by the end of October, they've got easy fixtures in October, you would think. I think they've got Fulham, Palace and Luton, Luton don't they? Yeah. yeah. And then, um, so this, let's, it's going to be really interesting to see if they're still in the top four then, then who knows? Oh, we you absolutely know. will be. But yeah, yeah. You, what's interesting is something that you said earlier is that a lot of the people who who are praising us and who are looking at this as like the long-term trajectory are professionals. You know, this isn't just... Yeah newspaper writers or people who are looking for clicks these are people who know what a dressing room looks like and that's a really exciting thing to see did you see the talk sport interview i did i heard yeah i heard it yeah yeah i did was, i thought it, I, he came over so well didn't he it was really good and when they yeah. were tr- they were trying to push his button so much and when they were trying to get him like what what do the spurs fans want blah 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 and he said you know and did should you have played that team in the carabao cup and he just batted them off and said look i don't think i need to give the other players a chance to play which we knew he'd said before but then he just said you know it, i don't think coming here and delivering just the carabao cup is what spurs fans want or deserve they deserve um to be playing great football and to be building something that's sustainable in the long term and that's exactly it like it's the process we laugh at other teams where it's all about trust in the process but it it works it's not short-termism it's long-termism that's what i'm really excited for yeah me too although that fulham there's only there's been two in uh, sorry three instances that have caused me to go, go on. um the first one was the um little i read the, uh, this is someone else wrote this in the, i think it was in the times or something uh, a couple of weeks ago but the speech that he gave where he made son captain and yeah i thought it was a bit i i don't know i wasn't sure about that little speech that he did there it was a bit fluffy i think but anyway there was there was that and that then, happened to everyone though right it just got recorded yeah i know i, but, I know, find myself so bit, much asking why are you recording this stuff and why is it on the internet just on in so many areas of my life but that's that's what i mean the fact that he had that recorded and then that they published it i wasn't sure about that i thought that's a bit fluffy but that's that's first thing secondly the the team selection against fulham i can understand what you're saying about seeing the players play but it's tottenham we're in two cups <laughs> and, and literally we've got a game a week so like come on um and then thirdly who on earth thought it was a good idea to let Sanchez take that penalty? And so that decision for me, I was really shocked at um, he that he allowed that, you know, and I know it's early days and he's clearly letting the players figure stuff out. And I and I get it. And he was obviously clearly prepared to sacrifice that game as part of that journey. And that's fine. But he's. I, I don't think you can do that at a club like Tottenham. I don't think. I think if you enter a cup competition, um, it's your help me here. 2008, is it? Last time we won something? When did we win something? Yeah. Like, I don't think you get that. I don't, I don't think you get that option anymore because, you know, there's an awful lot of people paying an awful lot of money to go yeah. and see that, to go and see that team. You know, I was looking at the Everton season ticket prices happened to be on their website this week because they were of this on or off sale. And I know it's Everton, but even at Liverpool, like the most expensive season tickets are grand or something. And that's that's our cheapest season ticket at our place. So can you throw a cup under the desk? 
I'm not sure that you can, to be honest, even if you're new. But anyway, other than that, small things really, in otherwise what's been a, a really, really brilliant three months. Brilliant. Uh, I guess the only other thing is Bentaker. He's back in training with the first team, yeah. which is good to see. Like we're all worried, actually, while we haven't missed him. I'm looking forward to it. But I don't know where he comes back in. I guess it's going to be for Saar, but I, I really yeah. don't want to see him. I don't want to see Saar dropped. I love Saar. I love yeah. Saar. We need more we need more games, don't we? Tempo, 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 size everywhere, wants the ball. I think he's. I think he's really... You know, he's really terrific. And yeah, we need more games. Like we 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 need a run in that cup next year. Like he he um he needs to he needs to have a run in the cup. I think I'm not saying he has to win it or anything because at the end of that, at some point, chances are you're going to come up against Man City, aren't you? But um, you uh, he really uh, he really needs to go deep in that competition. I think, and I and I also think that in with the form that we're in and the games that we've got through to November, notwithstanding the next two. You know, if they're not in the top four at the end of the at the end of the year, Christmas, I mean, um, I'd be a bit disappointed to be honest. They ain't playing once a week, aren't they? Should be, shouldn't they? We're we're definitely contenders. I mean, Man United yeah. and Chelsea look dreadful. Man United, I mean, I, I still I, I didn't forget, but seeing Reggie start for them was so weird. <laughs> it's like, weird what are you yeah. doing there? But yeah. I mean, they're down there. Chelsea are awful. Like. City, Liverpool, Arsenal, Brighton, Spurs seem to be the the top five now. I feel like they'll be in the top five. Maybe Brentford. But Brentford have only won one game. They've drawn three, lost one. But Newcastle as well, disappointing. They've lost three games so far. I feel like we can be in there. I really do. They've got a great chance, I think. And I know that teams are starting. They've got Champions League football. They're starting slowly. They need to be good in the second half of the season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all that. But, you know, they... They they uh, they've also got a good squad Spurs. Like the bench was strong yesterday, you know. It was a good bench yesterday, and as you say, Benton Kerr's not on there yet. So, no. um, you know, they've really they've really got a great chance. United are imploding, aren't they? It's um, it's I know we're not here to talk about United, but it's uh, they have they have got they they seem to have a perennial problem of not being able to keep players motivated. They seem to, you know, have a <laughs> they seem to have players that have um, got questionable personal life uh, ish allegations against them continually. What is um, going on there? What on earth is going on there? And uh, and for Neville to come out and say oh, it's all about the owners. I mean, you know, quite what the owners are supposed to do about some of the challenges that the players have had in their personal lives or anything else. I, I personally have found... Um, I know they finished top four last year, etc. But I, I've always, just on a personal level, found that Ten Hag comes over as quite odd. And but, uh, is he but, is he really motivating millionaire in title footballers? I'm not sure he is. No, well that that's why he failed out the interview with us, wasn't he? They just didn't feel like he had the personality, which is absolutely coming across. What they need and want is exactly what Ange is giving us, which I think is quite hilarious. But my mate's a massive um, Ryan. You might know him. He's a massive. Um, United fan like he has to buy scalp tickets and goes most games and he's he's just in bits about it and it's mad they just signed the biggest uh, shirt front sponsor deal in history and you go why why are they so big like really why are they so big they're not a a big successful team anymore they're not and I I don't understand what the draw is anyway anyway uh, we got the scum big North London derby Uh, it's what is it Arsenal 
it's two o'clock on a Sunday, so it's it could, at least it's not going to ruin our weekend if it's you know the twelve thirty on a Saturday. If they keep it early so people can't drink too much. I I, I still think we could go. Their injuries, who've they got out? Um, Matt Martinelli's out, and he went off today, didn't he? With his hammy gone today. He went out today, which is great yeah. news because I think he's a fabulous player. Yeah. Um, Zinchenko's out. Gabriel Jesus is out. So they've got a few players who might start, but they've still got a decent team. I there. think coming coming out of the game yesterday, um, over the course of the next six days, if if one can achieve such a thing in training, because I haven't played football properly for many years, um, they're going to have to figure out how they can be more clinical. They are not going to get the chances, I assume, next sat- next Sunday that they had yesterday. So they've got to figure out how they're going to put 50% of their chances away. And they've got to be more clinical in front of goal. They have to put away their chances uh, because I think it'll, it's a real task for them to go there and keep a clean sheet. But let's, we have, yeah, I mean, we bet cups of tea, right? So yeah, I will bet you a cup of tea that Youngmin Sunmin uh Youngmin Son scores. Yeah. Ooh, okay. I think, Go on then, I'll I, take that. I, I, I he just one chance he'll score. He loves a goal against that lot. That that I'm I'm sure he will score. Um and there's there's quite a nice synergy. I've, there's always been a mirror image of Arsenal and Spurs, like when one's up, one's down, and it sort of flip flops, but then like the signing, like we didn't they sign Pepe the same time we signed then Dombele? So both club record <laughs> signings, both have been absolutely dreadful, yeah. but could have been better. And he, I mean, they paid £72 million for that that man, and he's been dreadful. And they might, he might just, they might just cancel his contract. Amazing. They spent a fortune, haven't they? Absolute yeah. buckets they spent. wonder why their CEO quit. I thought that was odd. Out of the blue, wasn't it? What was going on there? But, um, should be a great game, be an incredible atmosphere. Um, I'll have a cup of tea with you that Madison slots a penalty next week. Madison and, slots a penalty. Uh, okay. I'd love, I'd love that. And, um, you know, it's going to be, uh, I think it's going to be quite fruity because they won't, they'll, they'll be looking to put a mark on Tottenham. You know, they, everyone will know that Tottenham have had a good start to the season and Arsenal will be looking to put a mark on them. And, um, I just hope they go there and stay true. To, I'm sure they will stay true to their principles, play their football, but be clinical. And then if I think if they're clinical, they're creating so many chances, mate, that they've got a great chance. They really have. Oh, God, yeah. Um, yeah, just looking at the signings now. So I, I, it's in Euros. It's on transfer marked 116 on Declan Rice. Like, fine, he'll be with you for 10 years. I still don't understand why they signed Kai Havertz. Like, there must be some money ball stats which say he's really good, but I just don't think he is. Mm. And then that timber they signed, the centre back is out, isn't he? So yeah, let's let's see. So Rice has got to do a job on Basuma next week. Is it be a big not test for a him. chance? Well, yeah. Rice, Rice. I watched a video on YouTube. You know where they? I, I got sucked into where they really reveal their um, stats to him from. <laughs> The latest FIFA, oh, there's not FIFA anymore, is it? It's FIFA. EF, what's EAF, it called? EAFC, yeah, oh, they lost the no. license, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, but it's on pre-order, that's all I know. Oh, is it? My kids have ordered it, yeah. <laughs> well, um, and he was like, oh, my stats aren't, you know. My... He's one of them players where he is better in the get in real life than you are with him in FIFA. You know, like if on when I was playing FIFA and you play with Aaron Lennon, I would be better than Lennon in real life because you'd use his assets, but then you'd do something at the end with him. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. I'm sure sure Havertz must be better in FIFA or EAFC or whatever it's going to be called. But anyway, but and same with Rice. Like his stats aren't great, and you can't. But it's when it all comes together that actually it works really well. So yeah, yeah. But I don't think you can. Keep, you can't keep Basuma quiet. He's best. Not at the minute. He's just. He's you know socks rolled down. On the ball, fire. The, he owns that ball at the moment. So it's um it's going to be interesting to see him next week. Wow, did you see? Is is he put out on Instagram? He was like, "Love this team, love my teammates, yeah. love the um, love yeah. the fans." He's just loving life. Yeah, well, what, who wouldn't? I mean, what you know? What do you see? Uh, uh, do you talk about it like at uh, the international break? That little we had it on the messages, didn't we? That little clip of him. No, he's just he's just dribbling for fun. He's just doing whatever dribbling he wants. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is it, what yeah. what do you think the score will be next week? Three one, suppose. Just yeah. why not? Yeah. Is it the Africa Cup of Nations this year? January, January, isn't it? But it, did I read that during that there's a two week season break? Because if you look at our fixtures in January, we've hardly got it. We've only got two games or three games or something. There's well, a the massive FA, gap. The FA Cup kicks off in January, yeah. big time. But they've got so they've they've got obviously third. They've got a game early Jan. I haven't got the fixtures in front of me, so apologies everyone's screaming down the things. I'll do it now. I'm an idiot, and it's these dates, but. They've got a game early Jan, and then they've got a game at the end of Jan. And I know they've got the FA Cup, but there seems like there's a massive gap in the middle. So, because it's Afcon middle of January, isn't it? Right, there's a gap. So we play Bournemouth on the 30th of December. Then we've got Man United away 13th of January. So there's two week gap there. Yeah, then a two week gap to Brentford. Now the FA Cup will be in there somewhere, but yeah, you're you're right. Yeah. So that if that's the case, that's I think that's all good. Because we're definitely going to suffer, if not, over, that, over, that, over that period. Just reminded me, the last five games of the season, City, Arsenal, Liverpool, Burnley, Sheffield United. So that run of three games is pretty big. But hopefully they're all deep in some, to- some tournament. Yeah. We're in the FA Cup final. Um, exactly. But we'll see. We'll, 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 we'll have only played 30 odd games by then. So yeah. um, after six games in or whatever it is, five games in, if you had to pick a player from the past or a player from today, so um, Basuma or Dembele? Uh, Basuma, we talked about this last week. So oh, you did? I, oh, yeah, yeah, you did. I heard it. I'm not the biggest fan of... I love Dembele, but I'm not as big a fan as other people because he didn't have an, a, a good enough end product. And so Basuma's doing what I think Dembele did. Um, and did you, you ask last week if you'd have peak Walker or peak Doggy? I know they technically play on opposite sides, but even so. Uh, no, we didn't. I mean, really early with the doggy. I'm, I've yeah. always found Walker very frustrating just because he was so stupid. He always seemed to be on the wrong side of the ball, a bit like Aurier yeah. used to do as well. But He's one of those players, Walker, isn't he, that and the older he gets, he should be getting slower, but he seems to be getting quicker. What's going on? But oh, I mean, I, I, well, you have a look at um, all the players in Barcelona and Real Madrid, they start going bald. I'm not saying they're all taking hormones and, and growth drugs. But then when Pep came to, you know, uh, Man City and Walker started going bald, uh, a few of the others started shaving their heads because they were going bald. Maybe there's something, or maybe they're just drinking the blood of young virgins. I don't know what they're doing. Or both. <laughs> or both. <laughs> it seems to me that if you're in the public eye, mate, anything goes. Literally. Judging by what's happening in the last 24 hours. I just, it's, yeah. What the hell is going on? It's madness, isn't it? I just, yeah, yeah. Because you go through some of the stuff 
I could go, oh, yeah, they, we've got text messages and emails from 2003. And you go, well, why haven't they come out sooner with these people? But yeah, that would have been useful, wouldn't it? You know, right. Just get them off the TV now. Yeah. Get them off the TV. And how, why on earth? Like, yeah. They knew what the fuck was he still doing? Like, come on. Anyway, yeah, we're not yeah. going to talk about that. Uh, fine. Right, if you had to take a player from the past, this is where I thought you were going to go for it. That's not Harry Kane to come into this team. Who would it be? From the past. From the past is not Harry Kane. Recent past. Klinsman. Just a finisher. Yeah. Yeah, it's put what the, we need, isn't it? They need uh, put the ball away. I reckon yeah. Defoe would have a great time as well. Yep. Yep. Like a yep. proper good time. Yeah. In fact, I'd love to see them all. I'd love to give Pav a go. I'd love to give Soldado a go. I'd just love to see him. All the, I'd just love to see just what they could do in this team. I know you boys love Pav. I, I, you, you always well, frustrated me. You frustrated me, Pav. Oh, God, yeah. He couldn't play with a partner, mm. but he could hit a ball. Like that Birmingham game where we sent Birmingham down in the last game of the season, where he scored two rockets to send them down. That was peak Pav. Lennon but, or Kuliseski? Lennon. Yeah. I just I still don't understand Kudasevsky, but I think I'm being an idiot. If Jack was here, he'd call me an idiot because I, th- I think actually he does a lot of really good hard grunt work, you know. But Lennon, I just it's nostalgia and love, so much love for him. Because as soon as you say it, I can see him away in the San Siro, darting away from Yepes, passing to Peter Crouch, or mm. you know scoring against the Arsenal. Yeah. Or crossing to Bale for that that goal against Stoke, you know. Yeah. It's definitely a good start, though, mate, isn't it? Like, you, you know, Romero, Basuma, Madison, Sun, Kulisevsky. Vicario made an excellent save. Vicario. They just feels like everyone believes. Yeah, and you think, like, I bet they can't wait to come into work tomorrow. I just turn up, just do the gym work, but just have a great time. Oh, yeah. Must feel great. All right, That's, then. Yeah. Mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm going to go watch uh, England. I don't know if you've watched in the Rugby World Cup, but it's been fantastic. Yeah, it's been Australia, great, yeah. Fiji. Yeah, got beat today, didn't they? Massive game, yeah. And yeah. England, Japan. I think England will win, but Japan are a great, great team. I was about to say great little team. But that feels a bit rude. Um, but they're a great team, very organised. My prediction is England are going to win the World Cup. And purely because I know, that, I know they're not in the best form. I know they're not necessarily the best team. But I have a completely unscientific theory that the teams that go into major tournaments in particularly rugby and football that aren't necessarily yeah. in the best form find form during the tournament and end up going deep and winning it. And we couldn't have been much worse going into this thing, could we? Awful. And, uh, and you know, we're going to scrape. We're going to lose to Japan now, but scrape by games and... Um, yeah, I feel I, I've got a sneaky feeling we're gonna we're gonna win this thing. I don't think there's a chance in hell of that happening. Um, just, <laughs> just because, Come on. No, no. Well, you know, as I'm not English, I, I've got absolutely no passion for England. Wanted wanted to see England win it, but the um, I, I think Wales are gonna crash out soon. But Australia beating Fiji means we've got less of a chance of meeting England in the quarters, which is really good. But the um, Opta ran it through their super brain computer 17 million times, and they couldn't split. Um, Ireland, France, South Africa, Australia, no, New Zealand, those four, like they were all won it 
Ireland won it 27%, but they're all within a couple of percent of each other. It's going to be one of those three, I think. One of those four. Let's see. Exciting times. So, all right, mate. Thank you. I'll probably see you in the week anyway. And um, yeah, don't forget the future's bright, the future's leader white. Come on, you Spurs. I always thought there was very, very many people interested in football, and I always thought that football was a very important game, but I never realized until today just how important it is. Whether the Wonder Boys of White Hart Lane are or are not the team of the century can't possibly be more than a matter of opinion. Well, they're the finest team in Great Britain and one of the best in the world. We are about the glory of the game. We are about playing with style. We are Tottenham Hotspur. the ball, the billow of the net, the beating of the trap and the picking of the lock, the swiftness of thought, the lightness of touch. We are Ginola, Greaves, Klinsman. We are the collective gasp, the intake of breath, the flick, the trick, the 30-yard free kick. We are Hoddle, Mabbott and King. We are the lob, the chip, the dummy, and the volley. We are the hat trick, the scissor kick. We are Bill Nick. That is schoolboy's own stuff. We are the outside of the boot, the inside of the net, and those seconds that last forever. Van der Vaart to level it up. Raphael van der Vaart, 2-2. It's quite a game, isn't it always? We are Jennings, Defoe and Perryman. Glory past, glory future. What was, what is, what's next? We are Blancheflower, Ardelis and Bale. We are about winning with a flourish. We are about winning with style. We are about the glory of the game. Daring to try, daring to risk, daring to dream. To dare is to do.